55 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right, let's go. Reaction Monday with you in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Farm Bureau local agents, hometown heroes in all 82 counties across the state. And that's what you get, somebody you can deal with one-on-one, face-to-face. You know, you pick up the phone and call them, um, even if it's – 11 o'clock at night, and you had a fender bender, and you know where they live. Call them. They'll come on out. That's the way it is when you have your insurance with Farm Bureau. What's up? Hope you're doing well. Lots of ways for you to be a part of the show, as always, on a Reaction Monday. Interested in what you think about the baseball weekend, the basketball weekend. Uh, it was a tough weekend for sports, uh, For I mean, uh, for basketball at Mississippi State. Um, both the men and women lost, and that has not happened very much over the last few years. Baseball, pretty good weekend. Two out of three from Oregon State, a good team. I think I think Oregon State was in the top 25 in one of the polls, maybe out of some of the others, but big-time programming. State had a chance to sweep, didn't get it done yesterday. Uh, Ole Miss, a sweep at home of Xavier. Xavier may not be that great, but uh, Ole Miss absolutely put it on them. I'm talking about it was, it, it, it was never in doubt. Even the sweep was really never in doubt. It was just you watch a few innings, you go, okay, well, it's not a matter of sweep. It's a matter of, like, by how much. And so good weekend uh, for baseball around the state think, of Mississippi again. So what? How do you think uh, State doing such a good showing against a team like that without their ace pitcher out there? Yeah, it's pretty good. I, you know, especially to win that particular game, I think that got them started. Um, and that's why, Roger, they moved up in some of the polls um, instead of just kind of staying put. How about that? Yeah, they actually moved. I think in one poll, yeah, maybe it was... the schedule bump. Yeah, I think it was Baseball America. They bumped them up to like number four, uh, something like that. So anyway, a lot to get into. And I'll give you a heads up. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, if everything goes according to plan, we're supposed to get a phone call and have a chance to chat on the Divinity Equipment phone line with Jake Gotro, the hitting coach at Mississippi State. And kind of spelling that for me, by the way. I yeah. messed the podcast up bad. Well, and look, I looked it up on Twitter because at first I misspelled it. I wrote down in my notes the what I thought it was spelled, and I was wrong. I had an A and an E out of place somewhere, Roger, as you would expect. Yeah. Easy to do in Louisiana. That's right. Gotro, G A U T R E A U. And uh, so, anyway, Jake is supposed to be on the show coming up in a bit. We'll chat it up with him and kind of look at the state at the plate. I'm a poet. And don't know it after two weekends of the season. So they've got veterans at the top of the lineup and mostly underclassmen in the bottom of their lineup, freshmen and sophomores. And we'll kind of see what his evaluation is to this point. Yeah, I'm kind of getting under the weather. I don't know. Um, 
It was pretty chilly, a little cooler at the ballpark yesterday for the game. Uh, Bart Gregory and I got the call yesterday on the SEC Plus, and I'm standing up there, and I left the jacket in the car because I didn't think I would need it. And then I got chilly throughout the game, and then sure enough, wake up this morning, I'm spitting and sputtering, had a headache, nose running, coughing. So uh, just thank goodness for a button over here that will turn my mic off in case I need to cough, and I'll spare you all of that, you know, spitting and sputtering throughout the show if I can Got to get you some of those masks to wear when you go out, you know. Yeah. You know what, Roger? I had a uh, just a checkup doctor's appointment a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I was not sick. It's one of those, you know, you go in every now and then just have a checkup. And, but I had to go and sit in the waiting room of the doctor's office for a little while. And because know, it's of. It's funny how you have to always tell people that, though. It was just a checkup. I wasn't sick. Yeah, right. <laughs> because of flu season and all that, I wore the mask. And. Uh, Oh, you did? Yeah, I wore the mask. I sure did. Smart person. Well, you know, to heck with people's judgment of you. I just put the mask on and just keep on going. All right, um, so heads up. We're going to get Jake on the phone here in just a bit. Y'all text me on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage, a great Mississippi company that you can find their product, their sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. And um, you can also hop into the... Uh, you can hop into the butcher shop right there on Highway 49 in Florence if you get that opportunity. I encourage you to do that. Somebody actually tweeted me uh, as maybe in the last 24 hours that um, they went to the butcher shop there at Country Please and Country Meat Packers on Highway 49 and bought some of that maple sausage, Roger, that you and I were talking about last week. And uh, I, I'm telling you, even when I'm not hungry, I have a mind to just cook some of it because it smells so good. <laughs> Makes your house smell like Cracker Barrel. I love it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, y'all open on Saturday, by the way. I'll look it up on Yeah, look it up. I have no idea. Um, I don't know if they are or not. Just look it up there. It's, um, I think it's countrypleasing.com. So um, look it up right there. Yeah. And hey, by the way. I was going to ask you while we're waiting on Jake to call in. Did you get a chance to straighten Beaver out since I gave you Friday? Yeah, to, to, about the stupid show. <laughs> I didn't even Did bring that it? up. I took the high oh, road. Man. I didn't oh. even bring it up because I I took that comment from Beaver, but you know about the stupid, you know this show being stupid. I just took it as, you know, they every now and then they need to say something controversial on their show just to stir the audience up, just to stir things up, add a little, yeah. throw a little spice into it. And that's what I took it as. Not a real Beaver's hot takes. <laughs> Beaver's hot takes. That's exactly right. Um, yeah, so it went well. Now, nothing against Beaver. I don't think it was as good as when you're here, Roger. I appreciate that. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. But it went well. It was fine. Uh, Squirrel called in. Our resident Squirrel. multi-show yeah. caller. He called in. We had two calls from uh, Chicken Hawk. We had a lot of calls during the show on Friday that went on for a long time. and just kind of rambled and... But hey, and you jumped on Squirrel on the text line. One yeah, time? I did. That, but but we're Y'all fine. Are all good now. We're okay. all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're all good. Mm-hmm. So no issues with Squirrel. He's welcome to call us back. <laughs> all right. Uh, the aforementioned country pleasing text line eight eight five ESPN eight eight five ESPN. It's a six zero one number eight eight five ESPN. I mentioned to you the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson. You can call me. I'd love to hear your voice here on this Reaction Monday. It's uh, 995-1059. That's a 601 number. 
1059. On the country, please, in text, Dave said, is there any news on JT? And talking about JT again, I, I don't have any update. I checked uh, with someone last night this morning, and uh, as far as I know, no update. Or didn't get an update. Uh, Ice in Rankin on the country pleasing text. He says, okay, Matt. What's with the mic in the Beaver dugout? Ridiculous. All right. So let's go back to yesterday's ball game between Oregon State and Mississippi State. Game three, and obviously you've got a really proud, you know, recent national championship program in Oregon State. They recruit in the top five, it seems like, every year. It's a big national baseball program, right? It is. And they're bound and determined on this Sunday to not be swept. So they're going to have a little extra energy. They've lost on Friday, Saturday. They had a little extra energy and all that kind of stuff. But what you need to know is this. They put microphones in and around and throughout the stadiums to pick up on all the ambient sound. I think they, you know, they call it natural sound, or the short for that in broadcasts and everything is nat sound. Well, apparently, ice yesterday, uh, and I'll, I'll give you a clue. Now, in what we could hear, what Bart and I could hear on the headset, including what some of our folks could hear in the control room, they couldn't hear that mic kind of coming through in an overbearing way. But there's no question that those of you who were watching the game online on SEC Plus could hear it because I think there was some some bad words that were said because there's a microphone. It's basically right on top of the dugout, and it was maybe – the volume on that one maybe turned up a little louder than some of the others, and so that was coming through. And I think they'll address that. I think that's kind of what we were looking at on that situation. That's the best explanation I have. They'll fix it for the next time. All right, let's do it right now, as promised, on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson, Highway 51 Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer on the Divinity phone right now, the hitting coach for Mississippi State, Jake Gotro. They're coming off a series win, two out of three, five and one on the year after the series win over Oregon State this weekend in Starkville. A couple of midweeks and then hit the road. Let's talk about it now with Coach Gotro. Coach? Appreciate a little bit of time here on this uh, Reaction Monday. What is your reaction um, to how the weekend went for the ball team against Oregon State? Matt, how you doing? Thanks doing for great. having me. Um, they're a great club. They're a great program, and we know that. Um, we also know we have a very good team as well. So you can't be crazy uh, obnoxious and, and, and want every single game and expect to win every single game. So we are happy with a series win. Um but I thought we let that one get away from us yesterday. You know, Coach Lynn does a really good job of, of keeping, keeping these guys going every single day. Um, we kind of wanted to leave no doubt yesterday, and I thought we came out flat. You know, uh, it wasn't that the kids didn't want to win, obviously. We just came out flat. I thought their starter did a good job. Um, they played with a lot of energy yesterday. They obviously really had to have that one. Mm-hmm. But um, a good weekend when you can beat a, beat an opponent like them and take this series. But at the same time, I thought we let uh, let the sweep get away from us. But you turn a negative into a positive, and you learn from it, and you, you keep on trucking. I mean, that's it, uh, Jake. It's like I think fans and even media, you know, alike. We if we take a big long step back 
from 10,000 feet and look at it and go, well, look, I mean, Oregon State's not going to get swept a whole lot this year. You know, I mean, they're, they're a good program. But I want to go back to, you know, the idea of, of being a little flat. You were a player at a very high level, a lot of different teams, a lot of different leadership, young, old. You've been through that. I, I went through that in the sport of football and had those experiences on teams in football where sometimes inexplicably we were flat emotionally. Do you, how do you handle that as a coach? Do you just accept it or do you try to identify it before a ball game or something like that and try to head that off? I don't think you can ever accept it. I don't think we're capable of accepting days like that. And you definitely don't want to send that message. So we know it's a real thing and we know it happens all the time and we don't really know why, just mm-hmm. like you just said. So we try to get out in front of it the best that we can. Sometimes you can feel it. Sometimes you can feel it in the ballpark, in BP. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, we didn't feel it yesterday. We just knew that it was going to be tough to sweep those guys. We didn't feel it before the game, but... As the game started going, it kind of started to creep in a little bit, and um, nobody gave in. It wasn't one of those deals. Nobody gave up. They just they played with a ton of energy yesterday, and they played very, very well defensively. And if there was a ball that could have dropped or could have squeaked through, they seemed to be in the right spot, and they kind of just kept taking that momentum away from us. You know, um, Tim and Kel stayed on that ball really well in the first inning. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that line out to deep center. And if that ball falls, maybe there's a little bit of a different game. But, oh, man, it's baseball, and we know how it goes. But our kids, they show up to the yard every single day um, with the intention of fighting like heck to get you. You know, so they don't, they don't, they don't give up. It was just one of those weird days. Um, we didn't play well. There's a lot to learn from it, and, and we'll be better moving forward. Any so far through six games, two weekends, any pleasant surprises at the plate for you as a as a hitting coach with kind of what you expected coming in versus what you've seen so far? Any pleasant surprises? Um, I thought we were a great offense opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Wright State had a really good club. We talk about being a great offense, not just a good one. And to be a great offense, everybody has a role. Everybody's doing their part. We're playing as a unit. So there was a lot of really, really good positives opening weekend. This weekend, um, you know, Brandon Pimentel, the homer you guys saw him hit Friday, he has the ability to do that and do that a lot. Um, but this is his first year here. He's only a sophomore. So I think a lot about Brandon. I, I think he's going to be a really, really good player for us. Um, I enjoyed watching him hit that homer. I can tell you that, especially <laughs> in that spot. Yeah. Um, you know, Foscu. Foskey always has professional ABs. Um, he stands in the box, and he just always gives himself a chance to have a good at-bat. And I thought he had a good opening weekend with really not much to show. Um, his numbers weren't showing it. But Foskey had a really good weekend for us in regards to quality at-bats and just digging in there and always having a good one. Um, so there was a lot of positives opening weekend. This weekend, we weren't. We just weren't as offensive as we are normally used to being. Um, I think with getting Tanner Allen back in the lineup and him feeling good and, and him getting back uh, to be back to his old self, it adds a huge, huge piece to our lineup in regards to veteran leadership and a real presence in there. So um, this weekend we weren't super fired up about much offensively. But like I said, um, and it falls on me too. I take responsibility for that. And when, when those kind of weekends happen and we lose that game on Sunday and we play the way we do, I go home and you have to self-reflect on it. You have to be real. And so um, 
we're going to watch a lot of video. Um, we're going to work on some things with the guys that need to work on some things and, and, and get this thing going. Jake Gotro on your radio right now, hitting coach Mississippi State. Uh, didn't get the sweep, but got a series win, two out of three against Oregon State this weekend. And uh, five and one now on the year. Um, you know, I was thinking about a couple of guys you just mentioned, Jake. Uh, so Pimentel, you know, you see him on Friday, turn on one and just drill it, pull the ball out of the ballpark and line drive, just smashed it, gone as soon as he hit it. And then I see, like yesterday, uh, another lefty, Allen's back in there, and it was either maybe his second at bat or whatever, and he just hits a frozen rope dead opposite field of the left f- fielder. You know, and they're pitching him away, yep. and they pitch Rowdy away, and Allen goes in there and just rocket opposite field. And I'm thinking, am I maturing or am I just getting older that I get ex- as excited now about somebody hitting it hard opposite field as I do when they turn on it? And I wonder <laughs> if you're the same way. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, we try to be as good as we try to use the entire field, and, and we work very, very much middle the other way. And we obviously work on the pull side as well. Um, a lot of times you'll get players that show up here that are young players, young hitters that are pretty good to the pull side, but they don't stay on well on balls well the opposite way. And so um, we kind of take pride in being able to hit anybody's fastball. We take pride in being able to take their 95 away and, and hit it into the oppo gap. We've done that now for for a good while. And so I love seeing guys stay on balls like that. Usually when we're staying on balls like that, um, we're doing a pretty good job offensively. This weekend um, is what kind of was interesting on my end in regards to what we need to work on or or what it is that we need to talk about as a club. Um, Oregon State had a bunch of guys with really good fastballs, but, but not fastballs that we've never seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were swinging at them like we'd never seen before. So <laughs> we weren't good to the fat. We weren't good to the fastball this weekend, really, in, in general, for the most part. And um, and we weren't staying on the fastball away like we normally do. So uh, it was a little out of character of our club. You know, Coach Lem said it great. He said, "Hey, five and one, not playing our best baseball. Just took two of three from Oregon State. We have to stay real about this thing and understand there's a lot of good going on as well. So and, and it's very very true. And we hadn't lost in a while." We hadn't lost in Omaha, uh, first loss of the season. It never goes down well. I'm sitting at home last night. It was a long night at home, but uh, no, nobody wants to lose. But it, the good thing is you can you can learn a lot from it. And um, if we weren't as offensive as we wanted to be, I'm glad it's happening now this time of the year, and, and I'm glad that we got two wins out of it so we can turn into a positive and, and keep on going, man. Jake Gotro on your radio right now. Uh, Coach, just a couple minutes left here with you. You mentioned video. And and I know you can't get you know super specific, and I wouldn't ask you to do that about a player right now. But just in regards to watching video of early season at bats as the hitting coach, what kind of thing are you looking for? What are you looking for when you watch that video with a player? Um, rhythm and timing, seeing if guys are on time. What I'm starting to figure out this morning as I've been watching video all day is a lot of our guys that usually don't have any issues with fastballs, they were late getting started, and mm. so when they're late getting started. They're getting down late, and all of a sudden our eyes and our brain tell us, uh-oh, you know, the pitch is on us, and we're not even close to being ready to get a swing off. So either we can't get a swing off, or we go into absolute rush mode to get there, and that's when our swings are long and we're under the ball, and it looks like we're out of control in the box. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you try to do your best job in-game of diagnosing those issues and helping them in between at-bats, and in and, and, and our guys' defense... If we have a team meeting 
usually with this group over the last three years, call it the second inning, the fourth inning, they do a really good job of making adjustments in game. And um, and this weekend we just we didn't we didn't make enough adjustments. And uh, I think guys are they were feeling a little bit, and they knew they were a little bit off, and they're probably trying to do too much. And it's early in the year, and we had a great crowd on Saturday. And you know, even though we won on Saturday, I think they gave us 13 free passes. We walked 11 times. They hit us twice, but we also punched out another 11 times. And it's just it's not our offense. We're not about giving them giving away at bats and not grinding them out with two strikes. But like I said, no reason to panic. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get these guys going, but yeah, rhythm and timing and being on time. And are they swinging at strikes? Um, where was that pitch in regards to why you had a good at bat or a bad at bat and things like that. That's what I'm looking for in video. Very cool. Very cool. Jake, uh, I know you're busy. You know, we catch you right in the middle of watching tape and, uh, I just appreciate some time <laughs> on this Monday and we'll see you back at the ballpark tomorrow. Thank you. All right, man. Thank you so much for your time. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. That's Jake Gotro, hitting coach, Mississippi State. Um, if you were listening to that, and I wonder what your reaction is to how, uh, you know, in big time baseball, how they watch video of at bats and kind of coach themselves. You know, you don't necessarily think of baseball from a video scout perspective the same way you do, say, you know, certainly football, maybe even basketball, but you're actually kind of watching footwork you're watching balance timing and you're just all watching it on video like having a film session in baseball pretty cool i'll get your reaction next on the country pleasing text on the divinity equipment phone tweet me as well at radio wyatt just getting started with you here on this monday stick around You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Here we go. Picking it back up with you. Rolling along. Just getting started on this Reaction Monday. In the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team, your local Farm Bureau insurance agents all over the state of Mississippi. You know that phrase, uh, that phrase, out of sight, out of mind. That's what happened to this hat. If you're watching the stream on Facebook or on Twitter, that's what happened to this really cool hat. It's got the white mesh backing. The gray front and bill with the maroon outline of the state of Mississippi right in the middle. It's the very first hat I ever got from the Mississippi State University golf course. The very first one I ever wore on this show, this show from at Hale State GC on Twitter. And what happened is I somewhere along the way I hung it in an in an alternate closet in this house as opposed to the one where all my hats are, and I just forgot about it. And Last night, I was looking for a particular jacket, and I opened the door. I'm like, there's the hat. I've been looking for that. So here it is again. Get yours at the Mississippi State University Golf Course. Out of sight, out of mind. That's what happens with people like me. (laughs) You know that you kind of live by the seat of your, you know, fly by the seat of your pants sort of thing. You like spontaneity. 
You don't plan, you don't go to great lengths to plan things that you don't find significant, like your clothing. You know, I've had to learn over the years as I've gotten older not to look down my nose at people, particularly men, who like to dress up and they'll plan out their outfits. You know, it was a period of time in my life, I, and it's kind of a natural tendency for me. Is kind of, I kind of look down my nose at that. You know, I'm like, come on, man. You, what? I mean, your mom, quote, plans out your outfit when you're a kindergartner and you're going to Easter service, okay? Grown fellas aren't going to be, like, planning out your outfit. Okay, well, I've had to learn that. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. In fact, it's probably a good thing. It's very organized, very structured, Right? I don't think about it. I'll wear the same thing a lot. If it ain't dirty, I put it back on. Don't even think about it. And then the homecoming queen will say, hey, you wore that yesterday. Take it off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would. I kind of used to want to be in the military. I always growing up just idolized soldiers. And I, th- I thought the army was just the coolest thing, you know, and Looking back, I really do think it would be great to you just have a uniform that you're supposed to wear. You don't have to think about clothing. Clothing. It's just this is your uniform. Put it on. <laughs> so, if you're like me, it's easy to have a hat that you really like, and but because it's in the wrong closet, you just stop thinking about it. Like years later, you find it and you go, "Oh, hey, I like that hat. Where's it been?" Well, it's been there the whole time. That palatial home. Yeah. Well, it's not palatial, but I am proud of the fact that we do have more than one closet, Roger. (laughs) I mean, if multiple closets makes a house palatial, then I'll gladly accept. I'm surprised the homecoming queen gave you more than one to use, though. Well, that's a really good point. I mean, go ahead and ask me who's got the biggest closet in this house. I don't want to get you in trouble, but I bet it's lighted and you can walk in it. Yep. It's got two lights in there. You walk in there and... That's how big it is. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a great place to hide out. Nobody would ever find you in there. Ever. <laughs> Besides your wife. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> that's exactly right. All right, here we go. Time to jump over into... I'll get your reaction to some of that. Uh, I got some texts here on the Country Pleasing text. I'm going to get to those in just a sec. First, though, Jay... In Baltimore, hanging on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Jay, what would you think about it? Two out of three from Oregon State this weekend. Yeah, it, it really – I feel like we could easily be five in, uh, or four and two. Um, I keep telling myself that we got to be patient. We know how volatile baseball is. Unproven bullpen, a lot of young bats. But I would have thought I would have felt better uh, after a five-and-one start here. Yeah. Uh, the the batting average of the team and the high strikeouts is certainly concerning. So, you know, two comments I'll just kind of get your uh, feedback on is um, I, I think we saw, especially in games one and three, some really, really good pitching. Um, so we, we've got to keep that in mind. Um, so I, I know Jake said we were flat, but I think we really ran into some really good pitchers. And the other thing, I do kind of think we might have us a opposing left-handed pitching problem. Uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, help me out here too, Jay. So uh, the guy who came on in relief yesterday was a lefty. 
Um, yep. Of course, and you had the lefty starter back on Friday. What was his name? Chamberlain, I think was his name. Um, yeah. Who had the 12 he strikeouts. Yeah. And he, look, he was incredible. Kids were really good. Um, but, you know, yeah, yeah, I guess if we start to look at it, and you're right, it is early. Um, and you've got, I'm trying to think, you've got Rowdy at the top of your lineup who's a switch. Is there anybody, am I drawing a blank? Is there anybody else in the lineup who's a switch hitter? Or is he the only one? I think he may be the only one. Uh, no, wait. I, I like to look at it this way. We lost Mangum, who could bat from the right. We lost McNamee. We lost Skelton. And yeah. now, you know, you've got, I, I think Hatcher has always somewhat uh, struggled with lefties. Yeah. You've got Landon Jordan, who's hitting the ball really well, but obviously struggling a little bit with lefties. Um, you know, Tanner has always hit pretty good lefties, but obviously better, I think, from the right. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. It seems like we're definitely struggling with that left-handed pitcher. Yeah. yeah. Well, it kind of looks that way. And, man, that guy yesterday, I don't know if you heard this, but Bart and I were talking during the broadcast yesterday, Jay, and a kid who came on for Oregon State in relief reminded us of Chad Gerardo. And that mm-hmm. uh, 2013 team, you know, Gerardo kind of dropped down, not sidearm, but dropped down three-quarter delivery pretty low. Yeah. And he'd throw that big sweeping breaking ball, and it would actually start behind the left-handed hitter and come all the way across, you know, all that movement. And he was pretty tough because he, he, then he'd come in there with a fastball and it would have some velocity on it. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, there, you know, that's one thing about it. You watch that game yesterday, and the thing is, the starter that had everybody off balance, right, for um, uh, Burns, the starter for Oregon State yesterday, he was a righty. And that's the thing to me. He, I, I, he, he didn't have the strikeout numbers that Chamberlain did on. Friday, but he was just as effective in terms of getting outs and not giving up hits and runs. And so I'm going, okay, he well, you know, maybe it's not a righty-lefty thing. Maybe it's just this team, yeah. you know, has got some growing to do um, at the plate. Nate, that's the I, thing I about it. Right it's, it's weird, yeah. Jay, how, like, I'm talking to Jake, <laughs> and I'm going, you know, they're 5-1. and one. They just took two out of three from Oregon State. But we're all kind of down in the mouth today, you know. It's 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 a weird thing what these expectations can do to us, you know. It's a long season, no doubt about it. The only other comment I'll make is I know we talked uh, what last week or the week before about possibly moving Gin uh, or lose, uh, moving McLeod and Sarantola to Friday and Saturday. I'll tell you this: no way do we need to move Sarantola away from Sunday. The the strike zone is a little wider on Sundays, mm-hmm. and he obviously needs it. Now, at the end of the day. I was happy. You give me four or five innings and, and only maybe one or two runs from Sarantola, we'll be happy all season. But you got to keep him in that uh, Sunday role just for the expanded strike zone. No doubt. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Jay. And that's it. No doubt. No about doubt. It. Eric Sarantola on Sundays for State. If you haven't watched him pitch, I'm confident you can take my word for this. The most potential. Maybe outside of JT Ginn, and I say maybe on purpose. I'm not saying definitively. The most potential of anybody we're talking about on any of these teams. Any of them. And I'm telling you, it'll be up and down. But get ready. There's going to be some days, some Sundays, where he's going to go out there and have it dialed in. It may only be one. It may be two. You hope it's more. But when he does, he's going to look absolutely dominant. He's going to have an outing or two this year where you look up and he dialed it in and he struck out 10 on a Sunday in the SEC. He struck out 10 and, you know, has a shutout in seven, eight innings 
with no runs. He's going to have some of those. He's also going to have some like he had yesterday where there's four or five walks in there. But his stuff is so good, they put base runners on, and if he just throws strikes, he gets out of it. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show, I'm Matt. I realize I've been broadcasting, and I did the whole last segment, too, and I still had the Jake Jake Gotro picture up on the screen behind me, Roger, the whole time. I see it still there. Well, I just switched it. You're watching okay. the stream, see, so you're behind. So I just switched it. It's about to switch right hey, now. Phone numbers, there they are. Now we got the numbers right for people watching on the stream. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, hey to y'all, Facebook.com/slash Radio Wyatt, streaming it live over there. Y'all go check it out. Lynn, Linda, Joy, Chris, my mom, Terry, Corey, Bron, Steve, Jonathan, J Mac, Josh, Jennifer, Angie. Hey to every. Body on there. Uh, Lynn said, great job on the call this weekend. Can't win them all. Uh, we're okay. It's early yet. And it is. Yeah, you know, it is. And the truth is, look, I'm going to tell you, um, Oregon State recruits at a really high level. They had good pitching. They had good pitching, good arms. Um, and I actually think State was – I know overall like you, you won on Friday but got out hit. Saturday they won – uh, seven of it was six to two, but you got out hit. But you had the right hits on Friday. Saturday it was they win seven to four, and there was a bunch of walks in there. But they took advantage of that and they limited them, you know. And it's only seven to four that close because the guy hit a late two run home run, um, and then lose the one yesterday and couldn't really get on the baseball, couldn't hit it. But you know, I actually kind of came away from it thinking that. Yeah, state deserves a little more credit than some are giving them. Now, they have to do, they, especially defensively, that was a big part of it yesterday. And, of course, the walks from Sarantola. But uh, they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. It's not going to be a year where state's going to roll out there and just dominate everybody they play. Um, it's not going to happen. Now, elsewhere, mentioned that Ole Miss swept Xavier. And it was like blowouts. It's not competitive. Ole Miss so much better than them is – I mean, it wasn't even close, you know. Um, and Ole Miss is really good. They are. And I, they had a, a chance to be upset in extra innings, you know, back in the midweek with Alcorn State. Alcorn has got some good ball players, But Ole Miss is going to be fine. Southern Miss had a close call. You know, they um, had a great opening weekend. They swept Murray State, started off 3-0. and They beat New Orleans by a run. I think that might have been in walk-off faction in the midweek, which was pretty cool. But uh, then began the Central Arkansas series this past weekend back on Friday with a loss. Central Arkansas actually beat Southern Miss 6-3 to in that opener. And then, so game two, Central Arkansas has got a chance to win this series on the road, and Southern Miss won it in extra innings, 5-4, uh, to four, one-run game, and then got a high-scoring win yesterday, close game, 8-6, to six, but took the series. So 
Southern Miss still sitting there with the, just the one loss that came back on Friday. If you look in terms of results elsewhere around the SEC, one big thing that happened, the Florida Gators, where are you, Gator Greg? The Florida Gators swept the previous number one team in the country, Miami. And so Florida is 8-0, and and I think one poll moved Florida up to number one in the country after what they did. Tennessee's playing good baseball, and, you know, they have a, what, a second-year new head coach. Tennessee, he really improved Tennessee last year, and now all of a sudden they're really playing big. They had a game this week, you know, they scored like 23 or 24 runs on somebody. Tennessee hadn't lost yet. They're 7-0. and uh, But, again, it's early. Uh, Georgia's got a loss. They're 7-1. and Vandy 6-2. and South Carolina 5-2. and uh, Missouri 4-2. and Kentucky 4-3. and You look at the West. A&M has not lost yet. Neither has Arkansas or Alabama. Those three undefeated. So A&M 8-0, Arkansas and Alabama 7-0. Then you have State and Ole Miss with a loss each. Ole Miss 6-1, State 5-1. And, you know, if again, if you look at Ole Miss and State, both losses to good teams. Ole Miss has a loss to Louisville at home. State has a loss at home to Oregon State. How about this? Auburn, um, they were off to a 5-0 start. They got swept this weekend by Central Florida. And so Auburn, three losses. They're five and three. LSU uh, lost a game or two this weekend. I can't remember exactly what went, but LSU also five and three. And we all know, I mean, they're going to be fine. So it's early. Those are records for you. It's just kind of, you know, how things look at this point. All right. Uh, here we go. Country pleasing text line. Country pleasing sausage. On grocery store shelves around the Southeast, I had the maple flavor. I'm finishing that up. And then I'm going to open that package, that green onion that, Annabeth bought last week and brought home for me. Um, we have an unnamed texture. I want to. I got to come up with a different name. I'm trying to think of names of ghosts. Um, you know you what? You had Patrick instead of saying ghost texture. You had Patrick Swayze that played a ghost in a movie. We could call him all Patrick. Who else? I got tired of saying Casper. Yeah. What are names of other ghosts? Famous ghosts. Hmm. hmm. I was trying to think. Okay, we'll so go with Patrick. Christmas past. Yeah, the, <laughs> the ghost. <laughs> what was that guy? What was that character's name in the Charles Dickens? Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, Ebenezer. Yeah. That's not it. We're just going with Patrick. Okay. Eb. We're just going to go with Patrick. Uh, old Eb says, Matt, yes, I'm hoping MSU fixes the sound on the broadcast. I watched on TV through my ESPN app, and it sounded as if they as if we were the away team. Yeah, something was strange about that because, again, the people that were directing and running the broadcast, they couldn't hear it either, what people at home were hearing. And so we got to get that squared away and fixed. And we will somehow. got to get it uh, fixed. Uh, a suggestion from Bully Bill on the uh, Country Pleasing text line. He says, Space Ghost. Now, speaking of that, do y'all remember... That show on uh, the Adult Swim on Cartoon Network, Space Ghost, and he had the character Brack and Zorak. Do you all remember that show? I've watched way too many minutes and maybe even hours of that show than I care to admit back in college. We used to sit around and laugh at that thing. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> it really is. Uh, I wonder hey, where that came from. I missed that. Yeah, that's what it's a... Uh, it's so it's late like, 90s were a tumultuous time for me. <laughs> well, you you can find it on YouTube. You ought to look it up, Roger, because it's really it's really weird. Like it's just way out there. But apparently, some some create some 
and our creative people at Cartoon Network got a hold of some old cartoon footage that they could use and repurpose with new voiceovers. <laughs> okay. And and they made funny spoofs out of it and all that kind of stuff. And the truth about it is the creators of that, there's no way that they've come up with some of the things they came up with unless they were on drugs. That's the only way to explain uh, some of it. See, and like everybody remembers Brack. He was, you know, the funniest. He, he was kind of the, anyway, I've gone way too far already. Uh, thanks. I think explain some of the gridiron shows. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey, wait a minute. I'm glad you brought this up real quick before we get into hour two. Roger, Chris said during the gridiron today, towards the end of the show, so I heard it after I connected. He probably knows you're connecting. Well, he said that he's had people telling him recently, or, or I tell you what it was, he read a text that said, hey, I heard a commercial for the Matt Wyatt show the other day. Y'all sound alike. Somebody told Chris Brooks that he and I sound alike. And his reaction was, I don't think I sound like Matt, do I? And then Se- Beaver. Secondly, well, there's no commercial for your show. Really. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't have one. And Beaver yeah. goes, nah, y'all don't sound alike. But somebody apparently then texted in and said, yeah, you guys do sound alike. And we can settle it to a degree because we have. Just have him stay over. Well, but oh, well. what I was going to say is we have a, you have a soundboard there with all kinds of Chris stuff on it. Absolutely. Right? Give me a second, yeah. So here's what we'll do. You play something. No, before you play it. Well, I tell you what. Okay, so you play a Chris soundbite, and then I'm going to say the same thing right after, and you're going to see if we sound alike. I can't believe this show's back on. So that's a different one. Sorry. That's, that's yeah, label. that's Jackson. That's got label wrong. Okay. Right. The number one show in the state of Mississippi. The number one show in the state of Mississippi. Punishment, uh, punish, pun, punishment, punishment. <laughs> Come on, Chris. It's punishment. I don't want you to take your shirt off. I don't want you to take your shirt off. Hmm. Do we sound Triple alike? <laughs> I don't need to see that much leg. <laughs> Just wondering where these are coming up. You know the context of these things. I don't need to see that much leg. Ooh, Look, that sounds like a hoot. I'm just saying we don't sound alike. And I may be, be in the same uh, key. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd be happy. I'd be fine with it if we did. But the fact is, our voices are just not alike. There's not. That's it. Maybe there's the same. Maybe we're hitting the same note. But that's about it. Really? You know, did you get mad? He got mad. <laughs> no, that's Jake. Good old Jake. Did you hear that commercial that ran a while ago where, you know, they have to do that disclaimer at the end so they just speed it up real fast yeah do you hear his yeah i think he sped the whole commercial up well but here's the thing most people do that disclaimer part they just barely read it in this very monotone voice yeah jake read it in his big booming broadcast voice and then sped it up it's one of the funniest things i've ever heard let's actually title <laughs> yeah that's kind of what it is we're lying, yeah. we're lying, we're lying, we're lying, we're <laughs> Tyler on the Country Pleasing text line says, Space goes coast to coast. Car, uh, it's a cartoon late night talk show. It is. Don't let your kids watch it. You know, I, I mean, it's too goofy for them. But it is funny. We love it, awkward it questions. Funny. Yeah, you had Space Ghost. You had Squid Billies. Look That's up a squid. good one. Do you remember that one? No, but that, that, that's a good name for unnamed text. Well, you want to hear some funny stuff. 
YouTube Squidbillies and watch it a little bit. Don't You don't even have to watch it. Just listen to it. Y'all stick around. Hour 2 coming up. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.